0: Please turn your Bible to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, this is our last lesson. (laughs) Uh, We've been doing a series on faith and patience, and uh, I thought maybe last week uh, we were going to finish it, but uh, we had one more lesson, and uh, there is so much more I really want to share with you. So um, let's begin in Hebrews 10 uh, and verses 35 and 36. Again, remember the uh, writer of Hebrews says, There, cast not away therefore your confidence. Remember again, that's referring to your faith and why it goes in the same which has uh, great recompense of reward. Remember again that it parallels Hebrews uh, eleven six, 6, which says, But without faith it is impossible to please God. He who comes to God must believe that He is and also that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Amen? You probably heard it so many times just saying, get on with it. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right, uh, verse 36 goes in the same. And this is the verse that we're focusing on. It says, For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God that you might receive the promise. Now, we also went to look at Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 where it says, We do not want you to become lazy but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Notice that you inherit what has been promised. God has promises in His Word for you. Amen? And uh, it, on, it, it can only come through faith and patience. Amen. And, you know, we really need to understand that, you know, patience is knowing that whatever God said he was going to do, he will do, that we need to wait patiently for it. Amen. Once we believe, once we pray, we believe, we receive. And you need to do that first part. Remember, after you have done the will of God, once you do that, then you need to know that you can trust God to do what He said He was going to do. Hallelujah. Now, last time we were looking at um, some of the difficulties, you know, <laughs> that we go through, and uh, I was I was just about to go on to Hebrews chapter eleven and look at some of those things there, because you know we need to understand that. Y- Living in the kingdom of God and serving God, it has its times of victory, but there are times, family, that it gets a little bit difficult. (laughs) Okay, Now, we have so much going for us now than the Old Testament saints did, but I want to read in Hebrews, and I really want you to um, remember that the Old Testament saints didn't have a new birth. They didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. They didn't have power, like Jesus said, wait until this, you know, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you have power to go and do all of these things. They didn't have all of those things. And even without all of that, let's read and see what they were able to, uh, able to accomplish and also where they, didn't, they just didn't give up. Okay, uh, I want to read in Hebrews chapter, I, I'm going to start with a little bit of a downer and then we'll move forward from there. Uh, but I really need you to see this, you know, sometimes we think little old me, you know, woe is me and, and so on and so forth. So let's read this Hebrews chapter 11 verse, uh, verses 32 through 38 and then I'll jump to Hebrews 12, 1 and go from there. So again, it says here, and what more shall I say? Now, I could have read all the verses leading up to it. There's 31 verses leading up to this, okay? Uh, I don't have the time, okay? All right, so it says, and what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon. Now, remember Gideon, at God's instruction, defeated, and they they estimate about 135,000 Midianite soldiers with just 300 men. Three hundred, okay, and then there was Barak. Now Barak is really interesting because he, you know, he's listed here as, uh, you know, a hero of faith because he refused to go into battle unless God's servant and spokeswoman Deborah was with him, <laughs> okay. So I think that's really interesting that you know normally you know men say well we're more than enough, but he said no I'm not going without Deborah. Wow, that's that's huge. All right, and then there was Samson who made an incredible comeback, you know, regardless of all the things he did wrong, he was one of the judges, he made an incredible comeback and killed more more Philistines, it says, in his death than he had in his life. And then there was Jephthah, who rose above his station, he was an illegitimate child, that was really hard to get out, okay? <laughs> to become the deliverer of his people uh, from the Ammonites again. And then it goes into to talk about David. We know David, right? Who defeated Goliath, all right? And Samuel. Samuel is really interesting because he was the last of the judges and the first of the prophets. Um, and then it goes into to talk about the prophets, such as Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and so on and so forth. And it says, who through faith subdued kingdoms. You know, as Joshua, you know, um, and the judges did, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. You know, lions, you know that's Daniel, right? (laughs) Okay? Verse 34, quench the violence of fire. Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? All right, okay. Or as Jesse just calls them, you know, Meshach, Yoshak, and Abednego. <laughs> I think that's really funny. All right, and he says, escape the, escape the edge of the uh, sword. Uh, that was such as Elisha. When he, remember when he was surrounded by the Syrian army? Okay, he goes out, remember that, with his servant, and he says, oh, dear Lord. Okay, I'm not going into the story because we don't have time. He says, out of weakness were made strong, now, this is actually talking about Gideon. See, this is how people, you know, how they excelled, all right? Regardless of where they were in life, that's what this is bringing out. It didn't matter where they started. What mattered was how they finished, Are you listening to me? Amen? That's why it's going to talk about that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. You need to just have patience and continue on in your journey. Don't allow anything to get in the way of what God wants to do with you. Amen? Or for you? Hallelujah. Let's continue on. Oh, I was talking about uh, out of weakness, we were made strong. Uh, again, this was Gideon. <laughs> can I read something to you really quickly? Who said in Judges chapter 6 and verse 15, He said, Oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least. In my father's house. So he's saying, We're the weakest clan, and I'm the weakest of the weakest. <laughs> okay? And guess what? He ended up defeating the Midianites as we saw before. All right? And it says, Became valiant in battle turned to flight the armies of the aliens, and verse 35, women received their dead raised, uh, their dead, raised, from, raised to life again. And this is the widow of uh, Zarephath, that's in 1 Kings 17.22, and the woman of Shunem, uh, that's in 2 Kings uh, 4.34. And others were tortured. This is, now, we don't see this except when we you know, look at uh, history, um, when we look at the Maccabean martyrs. All right, I don't have time to uh, sort of share with you on all of them, but there were people that stood up for God, okay? Uh, Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And that's exactly what they actually say. If I had time, I've got all this in my notes, but there's a lot to go through to share that with you. But these are people that stood their ground. They said, God, you know what? We are not going to bow the knee regardless of what people do to us. We're going to stick to what you've said, and we're going to honor you in everything that we do, both in life and in death. <laughs> Amen? Okay. All right, verse 36, it says, Still others had trials a trial of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonment, um, you know, Jeremiah endured apparently all of these things. Uh, I have all the scriptures, but don't worry, okay? Verse 37, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, uh, were tempted. Uh, do you remember Joseph, okay, with, with um, the advances of Potiphar's wife? Uh, they were slain with the sword. Again, this is going back to the time of the Maccabees. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy, so, so again, it says, and I love this, you know, while the world treated them as if they were not worthy to live, <laughs> in truth, it was the exact opposite. That is, the world was not worthy of them. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just jump to verse, uh, chapter 12 and verse 1 in Hebrews. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, do you now understand what they're talking about? These are all these people that went before us. These are all the people that have given up their life that stood their ground and he's saying these are the witnesses that are standing in the you know in the rafters looking down at you and they're cheering you on <laughs> amen it says therefore since we are surrounded we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with patience did you get that let us run with patience or endurance the race that is set before us Hallelujah, and he says again, verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now what I'd like to do is continue on in the New Living Translation in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. It says here, he said he was willing to die a shameful death on the cross because of the joy he knew would be his afterward. Now he is seated in the place of highest honor besides God's throne in heaven. Think about it, it says, I'm in verse 3, all right. All he endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him so that you don't become weary and give up. Let me stop there for a second, all right. Notice again what's going on here. I want you to notice that, you know, the writer of Hebrews has gone through this whole list of incredible things. Uh, Individuals, all right. If you had read the whole eleventh chapter, you would have got a really amazing picture of Abraham and you know Enoch who walked with God and pleased God, and even Noah when he built an ark. Okay, uh, he just trusted God. You could just imagine how many people would have sneered at him and and just you know laughed at him, and they just held their course. They did what they were meant to do. It didn't matter who was laughing at them. They did what God asked them to do, and you know what? They were blessed. Remember, again, you know, I, I like with the story of Noah. I'm just thinking, see, I shouldn't have gone down there. Now I'm thinking about it. Right? With Noah, it's really interesting, the story that actually tells. And that is, you know, sometimes it's, only the, it's the few that believe the truth. And everybody else is believing a lie. Isn't that interesting? That at the end, only eight people were saved. All of society there mocked them. And they were the only eight that lived. I think that's really interesting. Anyway, back to this, uh, you know. Uh, see... Once again, what we 're seeing here is it took patience on Noah 's part to build that ark and you know uh, and he, he did it for such a long period of time. you know that wasn't just done in six months that was that took years and years and years to accomplish, and in all that time, he didn't complain once. <laughs> amen you know I think that's really interesting as well anyway, back to this I, I just need you to get. You know, as I bring this uh, series to a conclusion, I want you to get a a sense of what this is. You know that the, the, the spirit behind this, so that you've got that working on the inside of you, helping you to move forward and fight whatever obstacles that come against you. Amen. Amen. This is one of those, we take no prisoners, okay, (laughs) kind of serious. Amen. All right. So uh, notice again, he says, think about all he, that is Jesus, endured when sinful people did such terrible things to him. You know, they spat at him and they cursed him and they said, if you are the son of God, then why don't you come down from there? And I mean, they just mocked him. You know, he did that for those very people. Think about that. He was dying for them. And I pray that some somewhere down the line, you know, they realize the stupidity of what they were doing and what he did for them, that he had to die be, for the very reason they were mocking him, he had to die. Because the, all of those were going to hell. Amen? And I pray that they repented and came to the Lord and had some, some glorious stories to tell. You know, but, I, you know, again, the writer of Hebrews is saying, listen, you think you're going through a tough time. Think about what Jesus went through for you <laughs> before you start complaining. Amen. Before you go to the Lord and say, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> you know we like to do that? You remember what he did for you, how much he went through for you. Hallelujah, Amen. All right, that's why he says, "Think about all he endured when sinful sinful people did such terrible things to him, so that you don't become weary and give up." See that, so that you don't become weary and give up. You think about that, and it will help you not to give up, not to become weary. And it goes on to say, verse four: After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. In other words, he's saying you haven't come to the place where you actually had to lay down your life in the struggle against sin, against those things that are drawing you away and, and trying to draw you away from God. Amen? All right. So just as the Old Testament uh, saints and Jesus Christ, Christ endured all kinds of attacks, pain, suffering, and shame, we too must stand our ground, excuse me, and relentlessly fight back in the same way. Can I say that again? Listen, <laughs> I, I've got something else to say, but I, want, I really want to go back to this just a minute. You know, Listen, we need to stand our ground. Remember I talked about spiritual toughness last time? We need to learn to stand our ground, family. I mean, you know, regardless of what's coming our way, we really need to be strong. Okay, and we need to stand our ground, and I've said here, and relentlessly fight back. You know, don't fight back and like, oh well, let's see how we go. Don't do that. You know, people that fight back in the way that I'm saying here are people that go, you know what, I'm gonna go at this until I win. You know, (laughs) know? we, you know, we are the sort of people because we know that by faith the victory is ours. In other words, the moment that you drop your faith, the moment that you stop believing, that's when you lose don't ever quit. Don't ever stop believing. Amen. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. Amen. So again, you know, that's why I say here, you know, this is a relentless fight. Don't back off ever. Hallelujah. All right. And relentlessly fight back in the same way until we reach our appointed time and due season. Amen. Hallelujah. So, in fact, it must get to the stage where we stop running from the attacks of the enemy, listen, and turn and face him. I really love these next few verses, as the Apostle Paul did in Romans chapter 5. Listen to this. He says in verse 3, this is opposite to most Christians. (laughs) Okay? Watch what he says. We glory... In tribulations, he said, You know, you know, in other words, he says, Bring it on, devil, bring it on. I, you know, he says, The more you throw at me, the happier I am. (laughs) Okay, he says, We glory in tribulations, watch knowing that tribulation also works to produce patience. In other words, he's saying, The more that the devil attacks, the the stronger and stronger he becomes in patience. Hallelujah. And then he goes in to say, And watch, that's not where it stops, he says, And patience. Works to produce, that's what it says in there, okay? Works to produce experience. Oh, listen, listen. If you do this, if you just fight through things, you'll begin to gain experience. You'll begin to understand how things work. You'll begin to, you'll begin to see at which point the devil backs off. Hallelujah, and, as, and, and at which point, you know, when things get the worst, when you could have quit, you didn't quit, and you, you saw it through, and you've got to the other side, and you saw the victory. Boy, I tell you, that is an incredible thing, family. It brings such joy. When you get to the other side, when, when, you, when the devil tries to make you think, it's never going to change, you know, it's all dark, it's, it's just always going to be this way, and you just persevere and persevere, because God said, you believe what God said, so you keep at it. Hallelujah. And you see the result. You see the thing manifest. And it's like, whoa, hallelujah. And then you won't shut up. Amen. Hallelujah. So anyway, so I want you to notice, he says, and patience works to produce experience. Watch. And experience works to produce hope. In other words, see see how this thing works. The, The more you hang in there, the more experience you gain, the more experience you gain, then the next time you come to face it, you've got the hope that I won the last time, I'll win again. You know, one of the things that the devil tries to get you to do is compromise along the way. He says, well, you know, why don't we just give up? This is getting too hard. Just give up now and let's just move on. You know, just, just, you know, it's so much easier. <laughs> okay. Isn't it that what we do so much of the time? Find the path of least resistance. All right. And that's what the devil is trying to do, family. I mean, he's just gearing this whole world. I mean, everything is Instant. You know, if we can't, it's instant food, instant pain relief, instant everything. We we just haven't learned how to have patience because everything, if they take too long, if anything takes too long, we don't want to be there. We don't want to take that. It's just taking too long. Let's move on to the other thing. You know, we're movers and shakers. (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say, okay? Some of that's good, but some of that's not good. Amen. You can't move and shake through, you know, the promises of God. There are some things that you need to just stand your ground. You need to fight through and you need to develop your faith and develop your patience so that God, all the things that God wants you to have, you can have, you can receive in your life. Let me continue. Hallelujah. Uh, So I've said here the Apostle Paul reached the place where he began to understand that the more battles he fought, the more experience he gained. And it is that experience that allowed him to go on to say, in Romans chapter 8, now in verses 36 and 37, he says, As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. Notice it is written, okay? We are counted as sheep. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. But it says in verse 37, it may seem that way, he says, yet in all of these things. We're not sheep. He says, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Now I want you to notice that we are more than conquerors, but through him who loved us. In other words, this all goes back to the love of God. This all goes back to the fact that you know, and this is how you stand family. You just, you stand there and say, no, God has promised. God loves me. God will, won't break his word. And if he said, this is going to be a certain way, then that's how it's going to be. I don't care what the, the circumstances say. I don't care what my body says. I don't care what my my bank account says. I don't care what the government says. I don't care what anybody says. Hallelujah. Okay, now, don't get rebellious with the, you know, okay? But I'm talking about the things that, you know, sometimes we hear all of these, uh, uh you know, bad news out there, and we sort of, uh, we allow some of those things to get into our heart, and don't ever do anything out of fear. You know, i Let me just take a minute here. I'm a little bit hesitant to share on this, but let me just take a moment here. Be careful that what you're fighting for isn't because there's a fear there over something. Make sure that whatever you're doing That there's no fear there that you are being led by the Spirit. Amen? Uh, We can make so many excuses. We can sound so intellectual in some of the things that we, you know, the reasons and decisions that we make. But at the end of the day, you know, I trust God. Can I just say that to you? I trust God. And, you know, whatever needs to be done, I'll do believing that He will look after me. Hallelujah. Now, read into that whatever you want, but that's, that's where my faith is. God said He'd never leave me, or never forsake me. He said He'd be there for me. He'd, he'd look after me. He'd shield me. He'd protect me. He'd heal me. Everything else. Okay, I've said that twice. Because, you know, I need that. <laughs> okay? But the thing is, regardless okay, of what I need to do, God is there looking after me. And you need to know the same thing right now. Amen. Let me move on because I'm running out of time now. So again it says here, yet in all of these things, I want you to hear the words, yet in all of these things, whatever situation that you're in, he says we are more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors, we are more then conquerors. Oh hallelujah, I love that, through him who loved us. Now, as we bring this to a conclusion, I would just want to very quickly uh, look at uh, James chapter one, verses 13 through 16, because I don't want us to confuse tests and trials with what James is talking about here regarding temptation. So let me just quickly read these uh, verses out to you, explain them very quickly as we bring this, uh, this whole series to a conclusion. James chapter 1, it says in verses 13 through 16, it says, Remember, again I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it's clear. All right, It says, Remember, no one who wants to do wrong should ever say, God is tempting me. Now this is different to the tests and trials that he talked about in verses 2 through 4. All right, This is something different here when he says, no one who wants to do wrong, notice says no one who wants to do wrong should ever say, God is tempting me. If you want to do something wrong, don't go blame God on it, okay? If you want to do something wrong, that's on you, okay? And he says, God is never tempted to do wrong, and he never tempts anyone else either. So this is a different thing, because I know people have preached this you know, with uh, James chapter 1, verses 2-4, through 4, and then they've jumped here and continued on, because uh, in some of the, uh, the old King James and so on, the words are the same, but in the Greek, in the Hebrew, and so on, this is in Greek, by the way, okay? It's not the same. They're actually different words. That's why I'm making a point here. Um, even though there is a close similarity to it, all right, it is different. So uh, let me again continue on here. He says here, verse fourteen: Temptation comes from the lure of our own evil desires. So this is di- this is different to uh, the endurance that we go through, you know, the fight that we're in in the, the fight of faith. This is something else. This is temptation on the inside of us, drawing us away from God. This is uh, you know the, the compromise that tries to come in. The, you know, this is the devil trying to get in from the inside. Okay, Th- those other things that are coming at us from the outside this is how the devil tries to get you from the inside (laughs) okay and it says temptation comes from the lure of our own our own evil desires okay verse 15 he says these evil desires lead to evil actions and evil actions lead to death did you get that all right things that you allow yourself to think about or listen to or whatever that causes you to go in a certain direction it it will bring it will not bring life It will bring death into your life. And he says, so don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. In other words, he's saying, don't think that God's behind any of these things. And I want to let you know the same thing. Just as much as God isn't behind any of your tests and trials, neither is he behind any of the temptations that come your way. Are you all with me? And so, you know, whatever struggle that you're going through, you know, whatever endurance, whatever patience, whatever long suffering that you're going through, understand something because it is not coming from God. You can look to God to help you through them. Isn't that great news, amen? You know, otherwise you never know. I mean, who's? Otherwise, you're asking God to help hear, You know, to help you to go against the thing that He is doing. Isn't that silly? Amen. All right. So you need to understand something. God isn't behind any of these things. I read commentaries by so-called intelligent people that will say on one hand, you know, oh, God is sending all of these things. And on the other hand, oh, take heart. God will be there with you. Well, you know what? If that was the case, if God was causing all of this, I'd much rather him not be involved at all. Amen. (laughs) Okay. Of course that's not true. When God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, it means that whatever's coming your way, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He said, I came to give you life, and if that thief is coming at you, you call on me, and I'll be there. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen. Sounds like the title of a song, but no. Okay, That's God telling you that he will never leave you, never forsake you. He is your shepherd. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And that, the, the one inside of you isn't bringing stuff at you. He is there to fight all of that with you. Amen? Hallelujah. I want you to remember that because otherwise you're not going to win any of your fights, family. So again, I've said here temptation is internally in nature, while tests and trials and tribulations are externally in nature. Temptation requires you to fight your own ungodly cravings and desires, while tests and trials require you to fight against all kinds of situations and circumstances that come your way. Did you get all of that? Amen? Do you want me to say it again? Okay, I'll say it again. <laughs> Somebody said, say it again, Pastor. All right, so temptation requires you to fight, fight your own ungodly cravings and desires. Your own ungodly cravings and desires, okay? That's what temptation requires you to fight. The, while tests and trials require you to fight against all kinds of situations... And circumstances that come your way. Are you all with me? Amen? All right. But whatever the case may be, we must always put our faith and trust in God, especially since Isaiah chapter 40, I love these verses, verses 29 and 31 tell us that he gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Oh, hallelujah. You going through something, you get these verses. You meditate on these verses. You start to internalize these verses. Amen. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. When you get to the place where you go, God, I I don't know if I have anything left in me to fight. Go to this verse because this verse has life in it. Remember, the word of God is alive and powerful and it will do whatever it needs to do on the inside of you to get you going again. You know, that is what's so incredible about the word of God. It's not just a book, it's not just words on a page, it has life to it. And every time you read it, that life begins to uh, penetrate your very being, that part of you that fights, it gives energy and life to that. Hallelujah. Amen? And notice again, he gives power to the weak. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Verse 31. And I love this verse. But those, and this is where you you really need to get verse 31, okay? It says, but those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. He says, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run. And not be weary, they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Do you get this? Do you see this? Those who wait on the Lord have all of these things promised to them. Every single one of these things. All right? He will renew your strength. You mount up on wings like eagles, which means whatever problems are coming your way, he will help you rise above all of them. You know, you know you do you understand why they talk about the eagle? Because the thing actually goes above the storm. And while everybody else is dealing with the storm, the ego just sits up there, locks its wings, and it just waits until the storm goes away. (laughs) Hallelujah. You know, in other words, you know, God is saying, I will lift you up. Whatever the devil is trying to do, I'll just lift you up above all of these things. And just when he gets tired, he go home, take his bat and ball and go home and we'll land. It's no problem. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Whenever we are facing difficulty, the best place to be, i got to finish this, the best place to be is in God's presence. Uh, That's where uh, there is fullness of joy, and that's in uh, Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10. So this is why we wait on the Lord, because it says there, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. When you wait on the Lord, you receive, this joy comes through, and I tell you something, it is the strength that you are looking for. When you have joy, you can face anything. You know, it's when you're downcast that you can't do anything, you can't face anything. But when you have the joy of the Lord, it is your strength. It helps you mount up. It helps you stand and fight. It helps you just drive whatever the devil is doing against you back at him. Okay? You just drives it out and sends it back that way. Hallelujah. Don't ever stand there and, you know, just, you know, put up with things. Send it back. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) My daughter does that all the time. Whenever she prays, you know, she just saying, I sent all this back to you, okay? I think my wife taught her that one. Anyway, God doesn't make, listen, God doesn't expect us to do anything apart from Him. And even though it is our decision, it is still His strength that we rely on. And why the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, as we conclude in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His Might. Don't try to do this yourself. you be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Always know, listen, always know that God has more than enough power to help us overcome any situation. But it is up to us to walk in it. It is up to us to walk in it and allow patience to have her perfect work. Listen, so that we can come to the place where we are perfect and entire, wanting absolutely nothing. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. I I pray that this series has been a blessing to you. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for everything that we have learned through this series. And I just thank you, Father, for all those that are listening to this right now. I thank you, Father, whatever they have need of right now, Father. I'm just praying an anointing that would just penetrate their screens as they're receiving this. And they'll receive the power that is there in in, in this message, in this series, that they will receive it into their spirit. This is something that is more caught than taught. They need to catch it in their spirit. And I pray, Lord, that it energizes them, it activates on the inside of them, and it helps them to fight back. Hallelujah. Whenever they're watching this, whenever they're listening to this, that it helps them to fight back and be the the conquerors or be more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Through whatever situation they're going through. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.